if I asked you what is more difficult, cutting or bulking? I think the knee-jerk reaction of most people in fitness would be that cutting is obviously more difficult. However, I am inclined to say that lean bulking is in fact even more challenging than cutting. And in this video, I am going to break down why that is the case. As someone who is currently going through a bulking phase, I think I am especially qualified to tell you why it is so challenging to complete a successful bulking phase. Um, so let's get into it. It is actually not so easy and not so fun to talk about this, but here we go. When you're bulking, you gotta eat. A lot of food and that is just not so easy to do you know uh, you think it's funny <laughs> well it's really not other people can just wake up in the morning have a cup of coffee and go about their day I start my day with a big omelet with cheese melted on top and bacon when I go to a restaurant with other people others can just have a steak with some fries I need to have cheese and bacon with the fries other people can just play video games and chill when I'm playing video games I gotta have a jar of peanut butter next to it. Others, when they go to bed, finally they can call it a day. I need to have a tub of ice cream before bed. But why? Okay, I'm just kidding. Obviously, eating enough is not the main challenge of bulking. I hope you didn't get pissed and clicked away. Although if you did and you're not here anymore, my respect to you. That means that your heart is at the right place and you know how to react to such nonsense. Trust me, I'm also pissed at people who are complaining about not being able to eat enough in a world where we have an overwhelming problem with people chronically eating too much. It's like, bro, if you're struggling with eating in a small caloric surplus each and every day, it's like you're struggling with something that 90% of the adult population around you who don't even lift have managed to figure out. It's like, if you have a problem with that, I'm seriously concerned how you're going to get by in life on your own. Like, is tying your shoes something you can manage on your own? Okay, I'm sort of kidding again, but the point is eating enough food is obviously not the main challenge. However, I do see a lot of people struggling with lean gaining phases, yet it's such a critical component to building the best physique you can. You see, the longer I'm in this fitness game, the more convinced I get that there are a couple of things that can really make or break someone's fitness journey. Some are pretty obvious candidates here, such as eating enough protein, applying progressive overload in the gym, getting in enough sleep, and one of these things is mastering bulking phases. If you just look around on Instagram, how many guys do you see who have a pretty lean, chiseled physique, have a good six-pack, but are also pretty small? A lot. But how many guys do you see who are not just lean, but have a good amount of muscle mass and have a fat-free mass index of over 22, let's say? Not that many. And I really think that one of the main reasons behind this is failing to master these lean gaining phases. If I'm just going by my own example, how many cutting diets did I fail? A few, but I also succeeded on a lot of them. How many bulking phases did I fail? A lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. And I'm just seeing this so many times with the people that I'm interacting with. For some reason, it's always time to do another mini cut. There is always a reason to do another fat loss phase. Or they're just joking about it that, well, I was trying to bulk and I was enjoying food a little bit too much. I got a bit too chubby. I'm going to do another mini cut. They're kind of joking it away, pretending like it's not frustrating as hell that they're never actually committing to a long-term gaining phase. But the reality of it is, it's a problem. And based on all of what I've seen, I indeed concluded that lean gaining phases are indeed more challenging than cutting phases. Now, I should probably qualify this by saying that it's probably not an issue for the average person. I mean, if you just look around you on the street, most people technically are lean bulking, if you will, because most of the population is gradually gaining weight. Okay, some minor details aside that they're not resistance training and they're not eating high protein diets, but whatever. It's probably also not an issue for the average gym bro, gym goer. I mean, if I just look around in most commercial gyms, most people don't have an issue just eating and lifting. And it's probably also not an issue for powerlifters and weightlifters. 
it's probably only an issue for people that are specifically lifting for muscle hypertrophy and to build an aesthetic physique and that are also somewhat into the evidence-based fitness circles. These people have probably come across concepts like P ratios and that once you have gone over 15% body fat, then everything from death to zombie apocalypse to ice age to the eruption of volcanoes will ensue. So if this is something that crossed your mind before that even though it doesn't make sense that I'm eating enough food and I'm fueling my body yet, I'm still struggling to do this, then this video may shed some light on this and may help you understand why that might be the case. So with all the trolling and joking out of the way, let's get into the actual reasons. The first reason I think that bulking phases can be more difficult than cutting phases have to do with the inherent long versus short-term nature of bulking and cutting phases. I think in a general sense, we can all agree that people usually are just bad at committing to something long-term and doing things in the present in the hopes of achieving something much later in the future. Obvious examples of this could be people in college that are not studying because their finals are still six months away, or people that are neglecting their health throughout their lives and only starting to prioritize it once actual health issues crop up in their 40s and 50s. And similarly, in the case of bulking and cutting, we do see this discrepancy between pursuing short and long-term goals. Cutting is running a sprint, bulking is completing a marathon. Cutting is going through a protocol, bulking is adopting a lifestyle. When you're cutting and you're hyper fixated on that goal that you might achieve in eight weeks, it's really easy to see how your actions and decisions today might impact what's going to happen a few weeks from now. You can clearly see that this bad decision that you may make today is clearly going to sabotage what's going to happen with your goals a week from now or even tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow could be the day when you're stepping on the scale and you're seeing a new low or maybe you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing that new vein popping up on your abs indicating your leanness. When you're committing to a four to six month long bulk, it's easy to get into the mindset of, okay, today I'm gonna overeat by 1500 calories. What is it gonna do? Like worst case scenario, I'm gonna cut my bulk short six months later by a few days, big deal. And then a few days later, you do it again. And then it's like, okay, whatever, I'm gonna cut my bulk a bit shorter by one week, six months from now, big deal. And then you repeat it a few more times and then fast forward a couple of weeks, you realize that you've been legit dreamer bulking and in four weeks you put on like three times the amount of fat that you would have planned for. And at that point, guilt kicks in, you realize what you've done and long behold, you're going back to cutting again. And this sort of ties into the second reason why I think that at times bulking can be harder than cutting and that is when you're bulking, you're sort of running on faith. I would sort of compare cutting and bulking to making a bowl of oatmeal versus baking a cake. When you're making that oatmeal, you're stirring it, you can see right away if you've added enough water or maybe you over diluted it. You can see it right away if you're overheating it and the water is about to run out. In other words, you're getting a lot of clear feedback on whether what you're doing is working or not. When you're baking a cake, you are putting together a whole bunch of ingredients to the best of your abilities, then you're tossing it into the oven and then you're waiting for like two hours and just hoping that something good will come out of it. Similarly, in the case of cutting, when you're completing an eight week long fat loss phase, then you have a lot of things that are indicating to you whether you're doing the right thing or not. You're stepping on the scale, you're taking body fat caliper measurements, you're taking waist measurements, and if you're on the right track, you're going to see that in various ways. And if you're not on the right track, you have very clear feedback and sort of indirect guidance as to what you should change in your approach. Conversely, when you're bulking, it's more like, well, bust your ass in the gym, eat pretty well and be pretty disciplined with your diet. And then six months later, and after you have completed another cutting phase, hopefully you will see the fruits of your labor. So when you're bulking, a good chunk of this game simply comes down to doing the right things, trusting the process and sort of running on fate, which for many people is just pretty hard to do. 
With that, the third big challenge with bulking is that a lot of the unsustainable behaviors, which I think we are all prone to developing, are going to be much more likely to, for lack of a better term, bite you in the ass. Here, I would sort of analogize cutting and bulking to dating as opposed to committing to a long-term relationship. When you're starting to date someone and you're only going on the first couple of dates, you might do some crazy stuff. You might be crazy stressed, you might be a bit overly obsessive over the other person, you might even put up a fake persona to seem more interesting. Like when I was 16 years old, I met a girl and I was so insecure about her that I said that I'm Portuguese and that my name was Abel Joa. Now, ideally, you wouldn't do any of that even during dating, but you might be able to get away with it. But is it really going to work when you're in a serious relationship and you're planning your marriage? Probably not. So similarly, in the case of cutting and bulking, when you're doing a four-week fat loss phase, you might have some unsustainable behaviors. And even your non-lifting friends might understand if you say, yo, bro, thank you for this invitation for this pizza place, but I have two weeks left from my cut, so please let me skip on this. I hope it's not a big deal. They might roll their eyes a little bit, but the odds are they will understand. But when you're committing to a six-month-long bulking phase, then you all of a sudden realize that you can't just live your life like this. And these behaviors that were sustainable for a couple of weeks are just not going to work out and be sustainable for several months. Now, ideally, in this case, people would just simply realize that this is just not a sustainable way to live and they need to change their approach. But unfortunately, many times what will happen is that people will try to stick with their old rigid ways and it just ends up with burning out and giving in and sort of breaking down, which kind of results in them falling off the wagon a bit and, you know, a couple of weeks later, they're cutting again. And if all of this wasn't enough, here is the actual kicker. Throughout a cutting phase, after a couple of weeks, after some point, you're going to look progressively better and better. During the bulking phase, after you've been doing it for a couple of months, you're going to look progressively worse and worse. Leanness adds and fatness takes away size. The best way to look like you've gained a lot of muscle is to lose a lot of fat. And the best way to make a trained guy look like he's not so trained is to make him gain some body fat. This is just part of the game. Yes, for the first few weeks, you might actually look better during bulking because you're filling out and you're holding more glycogen, you're getting a better pump. But in general, you will look worse at 12% body fat than you did at 9% body fat, and you will look worse at 15% body fat than you did at 12% body fat. That's just how it goes. So this would be a quick breakdown of what's going on during bulking from a mental perspective. So what is the conclusion after running this analysis? Guys, after running the analysis, going through the pros and cons, and thinking about the topic long and hard, I came to the conclusion that to maximize your happiness and well-being in life, I think you should just not bulk and you should spend the majority of your year in cutting phases. Of course, I'm just kidding. Of course, that's not my conclusion. Of course, I am just trolling you. Guys, everything I've said in this video and all the analysis of the shitty things that happened during bulking was simply an attempt from my end to communicate to you that if you're in this situation and if you're finding yourself really struggling with bulking, I do understand and you're not alone and you're not a freak or not broken if this is the case. And really the aim of this video was to simply provide you with an explanation and a better understanding of why you might be struggling with this. And of course my conclusion is not that you shouldn't bulk. Are there elements of this that suck? Yeah, of course there are, but this is true of any undertaking in life. We could do a similar breakdown of building a career or getting a college degree. Are there shitty elements to it? Yeah, of course. Like you have to wake up in the morning, you can't sit at home and play with your favorite video game all day. Does that suck? Yeah, I guess kind of, but at the same time, you're developing your character, you're developing as a person, you're building competence and confidence, you're becoming independent. Those are pretty cool things to achieve. So similarly, in the case of bulking, there might be aspects to it that are challenging, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't bulk because bulking is really what's going to put the muscle on your frame and is just a really crucial core element to building the physique that you probably want to build. 
So very lastly, let's talk about how to actually go about this, how to make bulking less sucky from a mental perspective and how to actually enjoy bulking the way we should probably objectively enjoy it. Because after all, we are eating enough food, we are fueling our body, and this is the time to actually gain some more life flexibility. The first thing I would recommend to you is to really focus on your performance. This is a cliche, this is something you might have heard before, but it is just very, very true. It is just a matter of fact that you're not going to look better and better every week or especially every day during bulking, but your performance is going to go up. And even if you're training for hypertrophy and you're not a power lifter, there is no reason why you cannot be excited about your performance in the gym. You don't need to be doing 1RMs and super heavy weights to focus on your performance. If you're currently doing chest flies with 10 kilograms, then get excited about eventually doing that with 15 kilograms for the same amount of reps. And actually the good news is if you do that with good form, odds are you're probably gaining more muscle, but that's kind of a topic for another video. The second thing I would say, and this is something I've heard from the 3DMJ guys, is Try to diversify your happiness portfolio. I think for us into fitness, it's easy to get to a point where we are just pouring too much mental and emotional energy into our fitness goals. And too large of a percentage of our happiness is coming from making good progress in the gym and being on track with our fitness goals. I love training and when I can train hard, I'm just a happier person and I'm just a better version of myself. But just the other day, I was watching some YouTube videos, I don't know why, of pec tears and lat tears and these things. And I was just thinking, what would I do if this happened to me? And I had the terrifying thought that it could be actually destroying my mental health. And that's just not a good place to be. It just makes you too vulnerable, I guess. When I was 18 years old, for example, I tore my ACL on a skiing trip. And I was really bummed because I couldn't play soccer and things like that for like six months, which I really loved doing. But it still didn't make me depressed because there were just a lot of other things in life that excited me. And I was excited, for example, to be healthy enough to go out and go clubbing with my friends and things like that. It just didn't destroy me. Like an injury, I think, would destroy many people super into fitness. So what I want to say with all of this is not get too hyper fixated on your fitness goals. Try to adopt other hobbies, try to cultivate your relationships. Maybe you've neglected some of these aspects of your lives here and there throughout being super focused, for example, on cutting. When you're bulking, it's a really good time to expand your circle of interests and the things that make you happy a little bit. So this is all that I had to say on the topic of why bulking can be more challenging than cutting. And if this is not true for you, great on paper actually this is not how it should be but often it just is but i hope you found this video interesting and helpful and if you did then please drop a like let me know if for you bulking is more challenging than cutting i'm curious how many people will say one or the other that will actually give some good representation of how many people operate based on how it should be on paper and how many people's practical experience differs and if you like this video once again drop a like subscribe to get up to date with more videos like this yeah, with that, see you next time.